When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Regulators. You regulate any stealing of his property. We're damn good, too. But you can't be any geek off the street. Gotta be handy with the steel if you know what I mean. Earn your keep. Regulators! Mount up. It was a clear black night, a clear white moon. Warren G was on the streets trying to consume some skirts for the E so I could get some phones. Rolling in my ride, chilling all alone. Just hit the east side of the LBC. Welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104. Now on the horn, it is the hump day edition of Ball Don't Lie, which means it's a midweek movie music edition of Ball Don't Lie. The real MVP, my man Patrick Davis, he is uh, always DJing midweek movie music. He plays songs from a particular soundtrack of a movie that inspired him for one reason or another. Uh, based on the selections that are played, Harge and I are supposed to gather clues and hints that lead us to the featured film of midweek movie music. And today, we actually both got it. Right off the first the, choice, right the first off selection. the rip. You know why? Because that never song by SWV it does never played in another movie. <laughs> SWV. We I, agree. Bet, I bet it was in another movie, just another movie that no one saw. <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't say that either, because Harge and I yeah, watched we, a lot of yeah, bad movies. Yes, we do. Your taste, but yeah, we both recognize SWV gave it away. That was right you, away. Because usually, Patrick, you build the themed, or at least. You build midweek movie music and you build New Theme Thursday. Kind of, uh, you started off with kind of tougher selections. Yeah, this D- is one difficult to this decipher. This is one where it was, easier. I didn't know which ones were going to be that much uh, harder. Right. And okay. so you're like, I don't really know which ones. And you then knew I don't regulators wanna... was going to be a dead Regular, giveaway. Yeah, that's why it's in the four o'clock because yeah, <laughs> it's a dead yeah. giveaway. Yeah. yeah. So the other ones, it's like they weren't singles, so you could kind of get away with it. That's and then true. you've only got a certain amount of songs that don't. Say some words yeah, honestly, that we're not trying to play on the radio. I think would have been dead giveaways for me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, every those, one of these songs. Those songs are very. Yeah. And honestly, this is one of the few soundtracks I actually kind of. I don't, I don't think I own it anymore, but I owned it at one point. I, yeah. I mean, As too. a kid, I owned. No, it's a good I soundtrack. Had to, yeah. I had the CD. I had the CD. I had the, the walk. I had the cassette. Oh yeah, yeah I'm older. The Walkman. I'm older than you, bro. Wait, you said you had the CDs. CDs uh, yeah, came out because I, I, I was gonna afford it a little bit more, right? You know <laughs> oh, what I'm yeah. saying? You was buying. <laughs> you can't go straight to the league. <laughs> back when what, C, back with, oh, yeah. when dismas were like three hundred dollars, got them all with the shockproof. <laughs> with the shockproof. He's got the shockproof. He's got the bass boost on it. That's right. That's exactly what I had. But I still had them terrible headphones that were so bad. Well, you ain't had a piece by Drake back. <laughs> no, we had to deal with what we got back then. Uh, yeah, I still had a Walkman. You're right, because I actually had a Walkman later in my life. I came to UT with a Walkman. Right. I came to UT still with a Walkman. That was 1999. Yeah, the Discman was way out by and then, And the bro. Discman was out by then. And I actually was mocked a little on campus by some of my teammates. As a matter of fact, shout out to my man Tillman Holloway, who lives in uh, Colorado now, is doing great, got a beautiful family. He is the one that bought me my first Discman. 
um, he brought he, he bought it and he he actually presented it to me right there near <laughs> in front of Jester. He's like, "Hey, Rob B, I got a present for you." And like him and some of the guys, because I was I I loved my 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 you know my Walkman because yeah. I loved my cassettes because of the gray tapes from the Screw House. Exactly, because you were the only one with all of those from H Town. Yeah. So I loved my DJ Screw tapes. Come find out later on, they put them all and transferred them to CD. Um, so anyway, but <laughs> uh, he he said, "Listen, if you give me your Walkman." Um, I'll give you this discman. And I was like, what do you mean? Why I got to give it to you? He's like, I got to smash it. <laughs> and I was like, why you got to smash my walk? He's like, I got to smash it right here, man. He's like, I'm your friend. And people are making fun of you <laughs> on campus for walking around with this Walkman. And I was like, I really? And I was like, I don't care. And he's like, I know you don't care, but I care. <laughs> I've been in a couple. I'm, he's I'm like, your he's friend. He's like, I've been in multiple circles where you've been mocked for walking around with your Walkman. <laughs> And I was like, so I'm going to help you out. He brought me this. He handed it to me. I was like, all right, I'll take it. He's like, but you got to give it to me right here on the spot. I was like, I took my, my screw tape out and gave it to him. And he sm- he threw it on the ground and smashed it. I love it. And then all the players started clapping. I love it. So apparently, yeah. I was mocked so they I were, got here. The players was, that were clapping was the ones that was in that they circle. Were doing the mocking. <laughs> they were doing the mocking. Hey, man, I'm just, here, I'm just here for when, uh, when the NCAA comes. Making sure they ain't paying players. I'm gonna walk them out with my my Walkman. <laughs> yeah, yeah, with my Walkman, they'll be like, "Oh, they ain't paying nobody." Impermissible benefit to get a, a disc man from your teammate. No, oh, man, that was uh, so. Shout out to him. That is actually one of my uh, great memories from uh, Texas. Shout out to a real teammate and a real friend would let me be mocked walking around with the Walkman. I love it. Right, I uh, forgot. I forgot all about the shock uh, proof. That's what I'm saying. You, that made sense though when you yeah, said you was like, "Dude, I had money back then." I was like, "Oh yeah, yeah," because they were expensive, and yeah. I my parents were very cheap, so yeah. I did. I had had that. That walkman for a while. Yeah, was, love it. Was it. Sacred to me for real. Love it. Uh, all right. Anyway, some people here uh, they reminiscing about the the shockproof auto reverse <laughs> <laughs> and that thirty second buffer. Play the other it. side without flipping. Oh man, that is so true. That yep. shockproof thirty second buffer. Yeah, I, I love remember it. that. Someone says I <laughs> I ran my first marathon with a discman. Brutal. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, how you do that? That's amazing. Oh, you got through one song, that, that whole marathon. It was been one song. skipping. You definitely slowed down and try to keep from skipping. You know you did. You're like, let me slow down. Let me slow down. Let me wait, 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 walk here. You just hold like, it. Remember skipping. when you were trying to hold it so it wouldn't skip? Oh, I did. Like it all you do time. whatever, and you're like trying to. You're like, yeah. if I just hold my hand perfectly still, the rest of my body can move, car can move, whatever. But I need that hand to be still, and then it won't. Oh, and you'd be it. watching the, the oh. skip projection about like, oh. 27, 26. You're like, oh no, I'm losing it. <laughs> no, and then in addition to that, everybody knows this. When you have the converter, because you had to, you had the oh, disc yeah. man with your car. Didn't yeah. have a CD player and yet. You had to put that one. So in you had there. to put that cassette in oh, with my the converter gosh. in there. Yes. And then you had to find a place in the car that kept the disc man <laughs> perfectly secure, so it wouldn't be let nobody ride with you. It had yeah. to be right and there on right that there, seat. Like, oh man, it's got to yeah. be right there. Got yep. right there. You got to think it skips, and you're taking out the CD to be like, is there a scratch or am I on a bumpy <laughs> yeah, road? I don't know. Blowing on it. You rub it down. You got to wipe it down too. Imagine a little. You wipe it down real clean. That little cloth. Sorry, kid. Sorry, kid. I don't be like, what the hell are they talking about, Dad? That's like they. Uh, son, you, son, know you ain't gonna believe that, man. Yeah, I'm telling you, you live in a good life. You, you live in a good life. iPods are a stupid idea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. yeah, these kids have no idea. I, exactly. Come on, man. You got iTunes and stuff like that. They never heard about a Zune. Oh, killing me. Killing oh, me. exactly. Killing me. Brutal. <laughs> uh, okay, let's get to some uh, Texas. I'm oh, sorry. Let's get to some NFL news notes and nuggets. Um, actually, there is a Texas related story here um, because Bijan Robinson. A lot of people are saying he's a wild card of the draft, and one of the biggest wild cards in the draft because nobody knows what's going to happen. He just recently visited with Philadelphia. 
and I I'm a it's, I'm a quasi Cowboys fan, so I'm praying he doesn't go to Philly. I'd much rather him end up going to Buffalo. Me too. Somebody like that. Me too. Uh, as a matter of fact, any you know, any AFC team will make me happy. If he's long as he's not in the NFC and a team that the Cowboys have to play against, I'm fine with it. He could go to the AFC and the Cowboys play him there. That's cool. But NFC twice a year can't do it. <laughs> can't do it. <laughs> Don't need. To, that's a lot of. That's a can't lot of heartache, right there. John, you're a good man, but can't do it, bro. Well, Mel Kiper, uh, he is. You know, right now his sources are telling him and his projections of his latest uh, mock draft that Bijan will indeed go to the Buffalo Bills. He thinks he's going to slide all the way down to the Buffalo. Hey, how Bills. did the Cowboys not take him at 26 because, if he slid to 27? Yes, great point. He's got the. Okay, this is interesting. I'm glad you brought that up, Patrick, because he's got the Cowboys taking the defensive end. Uh, Ada, I hope I get the name right. Adatamiwa, Adibara. Adatamiwa, Adibara. That, that, that's a really good job, I hope bro. I got it right. I think I believe that is as close to it as I've already screwed up a couple names already No, nah, but you are <laughs> you are as close as we are going to get as a group. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he's out of Northwestern, a defensive end, and he had a freakish combine. Just, uh, he, had, he ran a 4.49 yep. at 282 pounds. Yep. They put him at the fastest time of any player over 280 pounds at the combine since at least 2006. So he's a freak, um, and he plays. He can play inside. He's got a a frame where you can add pounds to him and play him inside in the interior. You can play him outside, and we know Dan Quinn loves versatility. So that's who uh, Mel Kiper's got. So Mel Kiper's got the Cowboys watching Bijan drop past them and taking the defensive end. What would be your thoughts about that, Harge, as a Cowboys fan? It will be the same as I thought with Tyler Smith last year. What are we doing? It's not the Tyler I was looking for. <laughs> That's exactly what I would be feeling. I would be so angry. Oh, yes, if, right. You were upset about I, the last Tyler. I'm sitting right here looking at this, and I'm saying, if the Cowboys let Bijan go to somebody else, and you have that opportunity by not trading, and, and you're sitting at that point, and Bijan is still there, I will lose my stuff if they do not draft Bijan. You got all. It doesn't. You can pay him. He's that's the value. We've been talking about value for a long time. You just let somebody go. He's not a top three pick. He's not a top four pick. He. You're getting him at the lower third of the draft. Yeah. Why are you not taking that? You can have him on the rookie contract. You got a lot of weapons. Those other guys that you just brought in. What? He's, he's running circles around those dudes. Don't even try that with me. If he is sitting at 26 and the Cowboys skip over him, yeah, I might be like mm. Patrick. I might be chick, uh, picking a new team, and it will be the Detroit Lions. You know you ain't. You ain't I'm gonna look at it. I'm gonna still be cyber stalking. You can you'll step out on your Cowboys uh, yeah. for a little side piece, but you ain't leaving them Cowboys. I just can't quit you. I can't quit you. <laughs> but I'll be say, mad. I'll be sitting I, over there mad at Jerry for a while. <laughs> I'll be side eyeing him. I will agree with you 100 percent though. I think you hit the nail on the head, brother. I I, I think at where they're drafting, if they can, if they have Bijan drop to them at 26. Uh, considering we talk about value all the time, value of the running back position, but also you got to look at the the upgrade and the the opportunity of having a player like that for three years on the cheap, and what you could do, how it could put you on top. You're, you're looking for something to push you past that division around. Yeah. 
Uh, to me, this would be a it would be a gift from the football gods if he fell that far to you. That's what I, I'm saying. I've been saying it for weeks. I think somebody's going to trade to get Bijan. I, I think, I think he's too. one of the biggest wild cards. I think a team's going to either trade down to get Bijan or they're going to trade up to get Bijan. I don't think anybody's going to have Bijan fall into their lap. No, and and let's to to preface everything with Mel Kiper. Mel Kiper hates taking running backs in the first round. It is a long standing. He's not the only one. He's not the only. But yeah. Mel Kiper is a long standing feud of it is not worth it to take a running back in the first round so he never mocks running backs high he always will mock running back below where they normally would go so if you look at basically everyone else's mock draft other than Mel Kuyper's Bijan is taken above that but but Mel Kuyper he is he's been doing it for a long time but yeah he's he's the only one and I think that's more of a personal bias against running backs and that's that he is like I don't think any running back should be taken that high so I will say no one will take them not thinking, well, these are GMs and owners who do not think like me, and they will do whatever they want to do. Well, I want to say this. When I look at Bijan, Bijan, as what you've been saying, is an X-man. He's an X-factor. He is somebody that is a game changer in your organization. And if you feel like that guy is there, it goes against all thought process as a running back because he is so much more than that. He is so much more than just a running back. I believe that he is somebody that will make a sudden impact right away at the next level. And if you have a chance to win with him at an early eight, at an early part of his contract, you don't have to pay him later. You go get that young man and you go get him now if you can. Yeah. Listen, I, I, I don't, I'm huge on I, him. I actually – I. I am more in agreement with Mel Kuyper. I don't believe in drafting running backs in the first round. It's just one of my beliefs. But the Kim Kardashian, Nicki Minaj, Serena Williams, Sass, Cardi B, Sass, Megan the Stallion, Sass. But I do have what I call the Rand- Randy Moss exception. Thank so you. like every rule, like I don't Thank really. Get, if a guy's just that damn talented, <laughs> don't let don't let what happened to the Cowboys with Randy Moss happen to you. That's kind of my Randy Moss exception. Yep. Like whatever rules you have, sometimes they're willing to throw. Depending on. The case and the situation and the circumstance is what you should be willing to ignore those rules. Yeah. And there should be exceptions to those rules, outliers to it. I do believe Bijan is one of those outliers that yeah. I would take a chance on drafting. We have some sound here, some audio. My man Patrick pulled of uh, this is Field Yates, I believe, is in this clip. <clears throat> Mel Kuyper's uh, in here as well. Tom McShay. Tom McShay. Yep. And they're on ESPN discussing Bijan Robinson. Field Yates is the first voice you hear, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the rest of the guys chime in. Here is their take on Bijan Robinson. I think it's actually one of the the most uh, succinct uh, uh, takes and app takes that we've heard on Bijan Robinson as it relates to his draft stock. Here it is. But whoever takes Bijan Robinson, wherever it is in the first round, I'm not going to have any issue with the fact that this guy will immediately make your team so much better. He's an unbelievable talent. The only knock on Bijan Robinson is simply. The business of football and football economics and whether you should be paying a premium on a running back when you may be able to find a guy in the third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh round or even undrafted who could do the job at least at a sufficient level as well. We'll, we'll continue to have that conversation on B. John Robinson at some point. I just wanted to get that out of the way because he's so good that if he goes top 12, top 15, top 20, I'm fine with the pick from a player standpoint. It's just a value conversation that I, many are I aware. haven't talked to a team. I haven't talked to a team field that doesn't have Bijan Robinson just purely ranked on talent in their top seven. He's unbelievable. And he's one of the seven best players in this draft. He's amazing. And I, I thought Saquon, I thought Saquon Barkley was sensational coming out of Penn State. 
I'll make this argument. You can mark it down right now. What is this, March 21st? 21st. I think B. John Robinson is more talented coming out of Texas, more complete, has more explosiveness, creates more missed tackles than Saquon Barkley did. And Saquon obviously had some injuries early in his career, but we saw it last season, what he can be in the NFL, how special he is. I think B. John is that and maybe a little bit more. All right, there you go. That was Todd McShay uh, to end the clip there. Uh, both uh, Todd McShay, Phil Yates on ESPN. Mel Kuyper is there, but he ended up in, didn't say anything. Goes back to Patrick's point. <laughs> Just looks angry on the <laughs> side of that clip. <laughs> uh, I don't backs. understand what y'all are talking about. We don't draft running yeah, backs at just, the top of the cone. He just not with a, But like I said, I, I am inclined to agree with Mel Kuyper most of the time. I do think you need to be able to be flexible and malleable enough to understand when there are exceptions to the rule. Be Bijan is one of those exceptions. Um, but so in Daniel Jeremiah's latest mock draft, he's got Bijan going 14 to New England. Right. He's got New England going, oh, if he's going to fall to me, a team thinking about value, I'll take him. Exactly. And that's the thing yeah. that I'm sitting here looking at. And obviously mm. the teams that are drafting high, they're not that close to winning, right? They're, they're still a ways to weigh. But there's no way you get mm. past number 10, 12, 13, 14, 15. That would be crazy to me because the value of what he is and where how, how far are you away when you're looking at your squad and what is your need. If you are close and you have an opportunity to grab a guy that is an instant playmaker for you. Now, I know it's the NFL and there's going to be some things, but, bro, the dude is ready to play football at the next level. I know question. And, and we've, we've said it. We thought he was underutilized here at times. It is obvious that if you can get him in the NFL, you can use him as way, as much as you want for the first part of his contract. And then you can decide what you want to do after that. And you're not in that cap situation. You, he's still on a rookie deal where it's not going to hurt your cap. No, I agree with you. Um, I, I think Bijan's the more and more – um, we the closer and closer I should say we get to the draft, the more and more I start to think. Number one, he's going to be traded for because I think he's a bit of a wild card. Because mm-hmm. um, I think a team's going, some teams that's in love with him, going to see him drop and go. We didn't expect Bijan to drop here. Yep. Um, at, or or a team, so they're going to try to trade up for him. Um, or a team could decide, you know what, he's dropping. I'm going to trade down, get some value, mm-hmm. and then I'm going to get Bijan at that pick or whatever it may be. Uh, but I also believe that. Man, if the Cowboys, I think the Cowboys are seriously, I think they're seriously looking at them. And I think the Philadelphia Eagles are too because they got two picks. And that's the other part of it. Because they could want to see if they could trade down and get value and still get themselves a Bijan and figure, you know what? We had a we had a great offense. Let's make it the best offense in the league. Thank you. With Jaylen you got to make a lot of adjustments because you missed a lot of your coaches too. A lot yeah. of your coaches on the staff are gone. gone so too. there's going to be some adjustments. That's a great part to help uh, help out a new coach. Mm-hmm. A run to t- hand off the damn ball. Thank you. Run the damn ball. Yeah, but I think <laughs> I think there's going to be somebody who if they don't have their guy in the first round. That like whoever it is, they just say, "I man, you know, pick 14, 15, 16, 17, like somewhere in that range." That if Bijan's still there, they'll go, well, our guy's gone. We don't necessarily want to run him back, but we know we can get value. And that's when the phone calls will start to all the other teams and some other team will bite on it and go, well, no, we'll give you our first or two seconds and a third. We'll give you all this to get Bijan because you don't don't want that contract for running back, but you know where there's value in it. And I think one of those teams, normally it's just you're like, no, we wanted a left end. And they took the the three defensive ends that we wanted. Yeah, sure, because the runs, that's what we don't know. Um, yeah. The run, whether it's a run on this position or that position, because it will that, be a run. Yeah, it will be a run. Mm-hmm. We just don't know exactly what position it will be. Uh, Mel Kuyper's uh, mock draft, so he's got the Cowboys taking 
at, oh, hope I get it right. Eddie Tamiwa Adibara. Eddie Tamiwa Adibara. Keep up the good work over I there. hope I'm getting it. Uh, they Keep got the Cowboys the taking him at 26. He's the defensive end out of Northwestern. He's got the, uh, the Texans taking, with their two picks, Bryce Young at number two, Nolan Smith. Uh, the uh, uh, the Georgia defensive end at number twelve, who ran like a four three nine. Yep. So I love I love event. both of those picks for the Texans if it does happen to be that way. But my question to you is, if you had a choice between the two, C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young, the Texans if, from this mock draft. Your guy, you still get your quarterback. You still get your Bryce Young because it seems like everybody's still pretty high on Bryce Young. But C.J. Stroud seems to fit a better mold for Frank Reich, I guess you would say. Is that are you okay with the Texans getting Bryce Young, or would you have preferred C.J. Stroud? You you like either one of them, yeah, right? Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think for me there's not a a huge difference. Like I wouldn't, you know, say that I'm overly in love with either one of those guys uh, in terms of like uh, I got to have this guy over the other. Right, guy. right, right. Um, I do prefer Bryce Young. I'll throw that out there. Okay. I prefer Bryce Young, but I think that C.J. Stroud's a damn good quarterback. I think both of them are going to be good in the league. So yeah. I, if uh, Will Levis is the guy that I'm kind of out on, I'm not a big <laughs> right. Will Levis fan. So if they try to pull some stunt and go get Will they Levis, better not do I, that. Yeah, again. I'd be anti that, but. Uh, I think listen. There is a lot of reports that the cow that sorry the cow was the Texans. Uh, they like Bryce Young, but I could also see the the Texans being C.J. Stroud fans and assuming maybe Bryce Young's going to go number one overall. Darren Jeremiah with his latest mock draft, he's got the uh, Panthers taking Bryce Young number one overall, right? And C.J. Stroud going number two to the Texans. Yeah, and I think like if you look at what that Kyle Shanahan offense. That Slowick and and D'Amico Ryan seem to want to breed, didn't want to be. Uh, C.J. Stroud seems like he's more that guy because it's a guy who's going to be able to sit in the pocket and make the right decision and go for that. Whereas Bryce Young, you're going to be able to, he's going to move around a little bit more. So depending on what you're trying to do offensively, you know, you know, Bryce Young's a bit more of a maverick. He's going to go out there and do his own thing at points and and try and make a play. Now, depending on how good your team is and how good your wide receivers are, you may need that. Yeah, yeah. If you're the Texans, you just signed uh, the best left tackle potentially in the game. Yeah, that's the thing. You have the O-line you, to protect. You got your Bryce. O-line to protect. So you, you know, you're, you're not, not in that position. to improvise that much. Let, let's put it this way. You're also not in a position with Bryce Young, when you spent that much on your O-line, that you're deathly afraid of his size either. Because it isn't, hey, we're bringing this guy in, and he's little, and we're afraid he's going to get I'll hit a bunch. Whereas we've seen past teams, like the Browns, that was always a problem for them. They draft a rookie quarterback, and the guy couldn't even. He'd snap the ball, and there'd be someone in the backfield. So I think they're they feel better about they can take either guy and find the right place for him. I like that. Uh, Cowboys uh, and Daniel Jeremiah's draft are taking Maisie Smith, yep. Michigan D tackle. Mm-hmm. Interestingly enough, last mock last last round of mock drafts, I should say. Uh, Todd McShay, Mel Kuyper, both had the Cowboys taking the same player, same position from the same school, which was Dalton Kincaid, the Utah tight end. Yep. And this round of mock drafts, Mel Kuyper, Darren Jeremiah, had the Cowboys both taking defensive linemen. So maybe it's what they're hearing. Yeah, well, And it depends. I think draft. if this Hankins deals, if they are able to re-sign Hankins, that may change again. I've also seen Dalton Kincaid go up on charts uh, and be out of their reach at yeah. that point. So yeah. he mm-hmm. may have slipped out of it because they are hearing more and more people are high on him.
Could be that. Uh, I love this. <laughs> we were talking about how uh, I had screw tapes for my Walkman earlier in the show <laughs> before I got my Discman. Texas says, I was listening to a screw tape in my Walkman, and my buddy asked to listen to it. He gave it back and told me my batteries were dying. <laughs> well done. Well done if you get it, you get it. You got uh, it. What you got coming up, Harge and Harge Knock Life? I'm going to talk a little bit more baseball, talk a little bit about the Texas Longhorns baseball team, World Classic. And I'm going to give you some more stats that I found pretty interesting when you stats, start breaking stats, it down. Stats, stats, stats. I like that. All right, coming back. Hard Knock Life right here on Ball Don't Lie on 104.9. Ladies and gentlemen, guys and dolls, the main event of the evening for your entertainment and pleasure. Mike, you have to be so combative. Now, I probably wouldn't say this in front of white folks, but in front of your own speak my mind. He has emotional anger issue problem. Hey, are you dirty Mike and the boys? I'm Mike Lowry. Michael! Oh, that's funny. Michael! Welcome back to the midweek movie theme edition of Ball Don't Lie. Our movie of the week, or excuse me, of the day is called Above the Rim. Tupac Shakur. You know how he gets down. Mm -hmm. Making in Leon. That's right, Leon. The ladies love Leon. (laughs) That's right. He's been out there doing his thing. Uh, But you can hit me up on Twitter at HardballHard. You can follow my man Rod Babers at Rod Babers. And, of course, you can follow the man behind the glass at It's Patrick Davis. We love it when you've been hitting us up on the Specs text line, 512-337-3776. And I know that everybody's still talking about March, uh, the bracket-busting, all-stat bracket mm-hmm. challenge. Make sure you go check that out. We know everybody's busted up, but Texas is still rocking and rolling in it, and somebody has to win this bracket. I know it's still there. You still have a chance to win, even though your bracket is terrible. Go, go check <laughs> where you're standing right now. Go to check it out at hornfm.com and see exactly where you stack up at the all-stat bracket challenge and bragging rights and you also can win a 55 inch tv that is on the line right now thanks to the folks over at av consultation so make sure you check that out as well i wanted to talk a little bit more about this um baseball game that we saw last night and again i keep referring back to gene watson who's a good friend of ours and We've had him on the show, and he's been on everybody's show on this station for quite some time because he lives here in the area. I've known him since I was a kid in high school, and uh, we've been friends for a long time. So we've been around the game quite a bit. And the excitement of what he was bringing to us and what he was saying to us cannot be understated when you look at the game of baseball. We all talk about the fact that nobody watches it. We have Brandon Phillips in here who's on the Hall of Fame ballot right now, Mm. and he said baseball is boring. I didn't (laughs) see boring baseball this time. When people go and play for their countries, it seems a little bit more is invested in it. They they seem really engaged in the ball game, and you get a chance to look at different dugouts and see the passion. You you see home runs. You see bat flips. You get Mm -hmm. to see it all. You see people striking out, and they're screaming because they struck somebody out because of the high leverage situation. It was really, really enjoyable to see. And we've seen it from Altuve and his squad, even though he ended up getting hurt until last night when you got a chance to watch Shohei and Mike Trout face each other, USA versus Japan in that situation. But here's the thing, and I don't think this truly can be put into the the thought process of how this dude plays. Mm. He is so exciting to watch. He's a, a, a pitcher and he's a DH. You talked about it earlier. It's like Babe Ruth. This like this is our version 
of Babe Ruth because we didn't get a chance to see him, but we heard all the stories. He was a great pitcher, but he hit all these home runs. Well, that that was way before my time, Mm -hmm. way before my time. But now these kids are actually getting to see the modern-day Babe Ruth where a guy can go out there and throw over 100 miles an hour. Crazy. And then hit a ball over 100 miles an hour (laughs) and then run the first base like he was shot out of a cannon. And he has that clutch gene, and he looks like he's having so much fun. I guess I would be having fun too if I was that good. You, I was gonna say, you know what yeah, I'm saying? You would be it's that like good, LeBron. Yeah, right? Yeah. You just out there, you look like you smiling the entire time. But it also brings so many eyes to the game. There, I, I told you during the break, Rod. Ninety-seven point four million people in Japan had. The, the game on watching that. It's unbelievable. I mean, it's it's so crazy when you start to think about it. And then our man Spot Track, he always does the evaluations of money and teams and salary caps and what players' values are. And when they sign, he breaks it down for us. Mm-hmm. It's a great website. You can, y'all can go and check it out. It's at spotrack.com. I mean, not .com, but spotrack on Twitter. They said his current value evaluations for Shohei Otani, as a pitcher, his contract will be eight years, two hundred and thirty million. As a hitter, it would be a ten-year, three hundred and thirty-three million dollar contract. Think about some of the people that we just saw sign these big contracts for extended period of times. We were just talking about Manny Machado when Mm -hmm. he got his money and how he's like thirty years old, thirty-one years old. And by the time he's at the end of his contract, he's going to be 41 years old. So people are like, man, is that really, really worth it? Well, it is if that's what they want to pay you. Yes, exactly and, and you worried about your value where there it is right there. And then you just sit there and you think about it. Mike Trout makes 42, I mean, $426 million. Shoei's doing two jobs. And you can put it, Garrett Cole is making $324 million. So you combine those two dudes, and you said this the other day, Rob. Mm-hmm. You asked this question, why is there not billionaires in baseball? I believe that we are looking at the next, the first billionaire in professional baseball wow. when you look at Shohei Otani. Because not only chance. does, because he's international. Mm-hmm. He's an international person, and everybody knows. You remember when we had um, – uh, God, the, the the Mariners' right fielder, Suzuki. Mm-hmm. When he came over, Ichiro. When Ichiro came here, everybody in Japan was losing their mind. They were so excited for him. And then he came here and became a Hall of Famer and did all kinds of great things, put up ridiculous mm-hmm. numbers. And this is the same thing, but it's the younger version of it. This guy came here in his prime. And he's going to get better. He's going to continue to move the needle. And he's going to be that guy that Mm. every team wants on their team. Because he can do two things. He's going to pitch for you. Yes. I just do him. MVP. Can be the best potentially added in the game if he does it. Exactly. When he does it. And think about what I told you a while back. Dude was the first person to start on the mound in an all-star game and bat leadoff in the same game. Hmm. So the, the, the way that the game is broken up and the way that people now 
are trying to view the game. He's the guy that when he's on the mound, you want to sit there and you want to watch him pitch. And when he's in the batter's box, you can't go to the bathroom. <laughs> you know what I'm must saying? Must watch television. It's must watch TV. And we are witnessing the modern-day Babe Ruth right before our very eyes. That is so impressive to me. And I've been around some studs in my life. I've played with some great players. And I've been around pitchers that we know that can hit, but they're not able to. And just think about this. Now they have the DH in both leagues. You're right. So if he were to go to the National League and sign a free agent deal, whoever wants to spend that money, you're getting two players for the price of one. Yeah, I was say, if he's a free agent, like what is he going to – is there any way for them to like still have rights over – like ownership over his rights? When is free he gonna agent say, is a free he's agent. He's going to say free agent. Yes. That's going to be crazy. Yes, but they got, they got that Disney money over there. So they might have a chance to try to keep him around – but you know as well as I do, they make it cuts everywhere, and he is the one person that will break the market because nobody else can command what he can command. Nobody else is built like him. And if he can, if he goes and puts up another monster year this year, and if you know anything about sports, it's amazing to me. All guys that are up for a new contract, they always seem to have their career years. Balling out, man. <laughs> they always mm-hmm. seem to. And I was so impressed with the way he's handled himself, the way he's handled all the limelight, and the way you can genuinely see people truly like being around him. And Gino said it best. He said, those two are best friends, but they're equally best for the game. Yep. The game of baseball got a win last night because you got the, the Disney movie. You got the matchup that you wanted to see, and both of these teams, both of these guys, got to go back to Disney and sit there and like, man, we're just like Toy Story. You know what I'm <laughs> no, it's unbelievable. It I, is. I mean, it's I don't know why Major League Baseball isn't making more of a push. Like, think about it. That World Baseball Classic was on FS1. Why was that not on Fox? Yeah. What was on Fox? Anybody remember what was on Fox? The, I didn't even like the look. Network? I didn't even look. Last I think nine one one Lone Star. <laughs> I don't watch it. So y'all tell me if it's right. good. And like accused, which I don't know any either one of those shows. I don't know if they're good. <laughs> right. I'm not hating on them. Maybe they're good. Uh, that World Baseball Classic was fantastic. Yeah, you're right. It should have been on regular. So TV. maybe they thought maybe you know the obviously network is X thought now nah, it's baseball. You n- you never baseball. You never put it on the main network unless you have to. That should have been on the main network. Absolutely. I I I can't wait to see what the ratings are, but something tells me it beat. Nine one one Lone Star and accused, and if it didn't, then you know what? Then we all we got then we're all missing the boat. Yeah, then yeah. we all have somehow been you know been been fooled. Yep. We all been hoodwinked and bamboozled, led astray because I thought that was some of the best uh, sports entertainment I've seen all year long. But we'll wait for the, uh, the yeah. American race. We know in J- Japan and internationally. It was probably the most watched baseball game of all time. No doubt. Uh, but in America, we'll see if yeah. Americans were as interested in it as. Uh, and if they weren't, they missed out. They did. Yeah. I thought it was. Uh, I thought it was really. I thought it was a great moment for baseball in general. Major League Baseball doesn't matter if you're a baseball fan. That was really really cool to watch. No they doubt. had the drama. They had you know you had storylines. You had you had heroes. You had villains. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, whichever way you had the star power. So you had your celebrity you element to it because the star power was all over the place and it ended up being really competitive. Uh, so uh, kudos to uh, baseball with a great moment. All I'm, right. mad, I'm mad though. My man Mookie Betts hitting into the double play. 
I'm like, yeah, man, come but, on, Mookie. Mookie, I needed a little bit for you. Shohei set it up. Yeah, he did. Right? Yeah. Because it was a walk first, then the double play, and then he got the trap. And then good night, sweetheart, Will it's time. And then he threw his glove and his hat. And then he was like, bring me my trophy. Get that man, get that man his trophy. <laughs> and they soon to be, get that man his money. No doubt. Uh, and there are a couple other Japanese players that I oh, imagine yeah. are going to be on the radar. And we'll be hearing more from them if they end up signing with Major League Clubs. But no doubt. Based on how talented that club is. And we know how... Uh, popular and how the how rich the tradition is for Japanese baseball. Yep. I would not have won multiple players for, that we saw in the World Baseball Classic for Japan end up on some major league squads pretty in the next you know two three years. Oh, or so. for sure, for yeah. sure. Uh, all right, good hard knock life there. We'll come back. We'll get into off the record right here on Ball Don't Lie on one hundred four the Horn. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. DJ Ross. Mega doo-doo, I'm sorry, Mangudu. Once it's turned on, the sign will spell out Delhi Cat Essen. Well, well, I don't get a break my head cold. Congratulations, continue good sex in the sex in the Big East. Thank you, Jimmy. And boom goes the dynamite. It's time for another edition of Off the Record. Do it live! I can I'll write it and we'll do it live. And thing sucks. All right, welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. Uh, time for another edition of Off the Record. Um, a couple of stories I wanted to hit off the record. We haven't talked about the Cam Newton thing. I don't know how much, I don't know how much airtime we should give the Cam Newton thing. I am a huge Cam Newton fan. Love me some Cam Newton. I, you know, once said basically, I was, I was once criticized and. Man, damn near canceled on Austin Sports Radio for having the opinion that Cam Newton was basically just as impactful, if not more impactful, than V.Y. was as a college football player overall. Oh, people hate it. They hate that. They, they hate that take. I'm like, how could you not? I mean, look at what he did. I mean, what do I? Why do I need to argue this? Because everybody <laughs> loves Vy. I get it. No, I'm not. I wasn't hating on Vy. I know you were. I'm like, you compared look, it. Look at what yeah. the guy did, yeah. and, and he did yeah. it. Okay, Vy played with probably I don't know five to eight first, second round draft picks overall. Offensively and defensively, mm-hmm. how many did Cam Newton play with? Y'all remember? Uh, what was it, Cadillac Williams, and that's it? Man, I don't, I don't think, even I, know. Cad- Cadillac, it wasn't Williams, Cadillac on that team. It was the other one. He played with like two guys yeah. that were drafted. Period. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like two, like two or three guys that got drafted. Period. Uh, B.Y. played with like four or five first round draft picks. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm just saying, can we at least have the conversation? Nope, we couldn't have the conversation. Anyway, so I love Cam Newton. I'm not hating on Cam Newton. But this little circus that he's putting on, this little uh, <laughs> performance uh, theater that he's got going on where he's working out and for the Auburn Pro Day and throwing, and then in the midst of it saying, hey, I'm better than starting quarterback, 32 starting quarterbacks in the NFL, or I say I'm putting words in his mouth, I'm paraphrasing. I, don't think I can't be worse. That's what he said? Than 32. And, and, and maybe he's got a point there, yeah. but I, I think Cam Newton's career is done. I think it's, it's pro career. Am I, you think? 
Cam Newton's got years left. Now, if he wants to play in the XFL or wants to be a backup in the league, I think teams will take that. But no team's going to build around him, and no team's going to give Cam that kind of chance to be their starting quarterback anymore. But I could be, I could be wrong. What no. do you think? What, what team? I, that's what I'm saying. I don't I think mean, there is a XFL, yeah. XFL, yeah. I mean, if we, we've gotten to the point Baker Mayfield's ahead of him in line. And if Baker Mayfield's ahead of you in line, you're pretty far down that list. <laughs> Agreed. Well, Baker's that's, a lot younger too. No, that's, I agree. No, and Baker less wear and tear. Yeah. Yes. No, I agree with that. I'm just saying, if we're talking about guys that don't have any shots left in the NFL, Baker's on that list, and Cam's behind him. Let's just like put Cam it like this: There right was Josh of... Johnson playing quarterback in the NFL. But, yeah, but he's willing to play a backup. He's willing to be a backup. Oh I don't yeah, know. yeah, oh, I, yeah, I, yeah. My point yeah. is that okay. Cam Newton's okay. not willing yeah, to be yeah, a yeah. backup. Gotcha. He's yeah. not willing to. Gotcha. Sit, he's not willing to go. You know what? Hey, Kansas City, Fair. call me up. I'll sit behind Patrick Mahomes because I know he's awesome, and I want to win some championships, and I'll be the backup to, exactly. to, to Patrick Mahomes Fair. for the next three years. Fair. He ain't willing to do that. You know about a team that's going to build around you as their starting quarterback? He's not going to do that, guys. No. He doesn't want to do that. And the fact the fact that he's at a pro day where every team looks at him and goes, oh, is he trying to take the shine off these other kids? That's exactly why we don't want you on our team. 100% the reason we don't want you is because you're trying to take the shine off everyone else because it's the Cam Newton show. And if you come in, you are a game manager that we think you have some experience, and we want you to come in and just and don't. Mentor our star. Mentor don't our starter. Be, we, don't, yeah. we want you to never turn the ball over. We, you know, we don't need a lot. We need some first downs and never turn the ball over. And you don't want to do that because you want to come in and prove that you're still an MVP and you're not anymore. Yeah. yeah. And which is, I, I accept, if he wants to come in and be a situational player where they can use him goal line, short yardage, and then be a backup, I think 32 teams would m- be more than willing to have the conversation of bringing no, bring him but, yeah, but he's yeah. not, and be a mentor to a young quarterback, he's not willing to do that. He I wants was to, to say, be a do you truly want him mentoring? Exactly. Yeah. He does, and exactly. Yeah. Teams don't yeah. want that. He doesn't want that. So yeah. that's why it's not going to work. This is my thing about Cam Newton. Cam, Cam Newton is charismatic. Very. He's attractive. All right. He's got a lot. I mean, he's got a ton of skins on the wall now. Yep. And he's still really, really young. Listen, guys like Pat McAfee have showed you the way. You want to be an entertainer and you still want to be out there and you got tons of connections because the NFL world has accepted you and respects you and loves you. You know, if you don't just want to be an analyst, analyst out there, that you can go that route if you want to, by the way. I'm sure ESPN would hire him if he wants to do that. Mm-hmm. But if he wants to go the, uh, the non-traditional route, he can go kind of the Pat McAfee route and do that too. You know what I mean? Like the, he can go other routes and still make money and be out in the public, you know, if he be seen if he wants to be seen. Yeah. I think he wants to like he wants to prove he's a starting quarterback in the no, NFL. He, hey, he's Russell and, Westbrook in the NFL. Yeah. He, hey man, I'm a starter. I'm a starter in the NFL. And you're like, you ain't anymore. You I love just that. ain't. And he's a freakish talent, just like Russell Westbrook. Yeah, yep. No, he's great. And and he's gonna pull that same stuff that Russell Westbrook pulled. Hey man, I gotta miss the back the second part of a back to back. My back hurts because I was sitting on the bench in the fourth quarter. He's gonna pull that same stuff. Yeah, no, you man. know it. I, I, I love the Russell Westbrook comp. I'm with him. That's a great. And I also former MVP, former MVP, like yeah. freakish at freakish freakish athleticism, otherworldly, if you will. And yet now your time has passed, and you are the only one who doesn't seem to know it. So, because I, I love me some Cam Newton, but Cam Newton, I, I really wish he would want to be somebody's back in the league. Cause I think he played five more years in the league. Yeah, very true. Easily. Yeah. Easily, but he doesn't want to do yeah, that. He got that yeah. So, like, well, his comment. John, hey, Johnson, like you said, Josh Johnson. Hey, his comment, though, is perfect. There's not 32 better quarterbacks. You go, there, there might be. There's not 64. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can guarantee you there's not 64, Cam. Yeah. And if you want to be a backup, you could be in that list of 64. 32. Yeah. Nah. So, that's yeah. our Cam Newton conversation, if you will. But I will say, Cam Newton, man, it's he's he was underappreciated. I think that's ultimately – 
why he re- he wants to to still live in the spotlight. He thinks he was underappreciated. And you know what, Cam? I agree. Yeah. I think you were underappreciated <laughs> as a talent. That's why you didn't get a lot of rough in the passer calls that you should have gotten. <laughs> but other, Very other true. quarterbacks would have gotten. It's Very okay, true. Cam. It's all right. Uh, all right. And he doesn't like his Super Bowl narrative either. That was a bad Super Bowl performance by Cam. Mm. Right? That was a very bad performance. That was a bad him. performance. Yeah. On the biggest stage, at the biggest moment of his life, he didn't perform well. I think it also haunts him. Don't worry about that. Very much so. Your legacy is intact, brother. You're good. All right, we'll come back. We'll get into uh Until some... yesterday. <laughs> Until the damn shit yet again. But you're the only one hurting your legacy, Gab. We love you. All right, we'll come back. Uh, we'll talk about uh, the uh, the Texas. Uh, we'll go behind the burn on the scrum. Talk about the Texas basketball team a little bit. Talk about the uh, Texas football team. Hear from Sarge about the uh, these Texas spring practices, post-spring break practices, and also Texas baseball with another win. All that more right here on Ball Don't Lie on 104 Number Horn.